the marinade. There's no O in marinade. Let's try it one more time. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> the marinade. Marrow. Marrow. Marinade. Bone marinade. The marinade. The marinade. With Jason Earl. conversation about creative process with creative individuals this is episode 27 with the incredible erica winterstrom erica's band heartless bastards released five outstanding records between 2003 and 2015 and it was during the tour in support of the band's most recent record restless ones they decided to take a hiatus Erica was in the midst of a personal journey of discovery, and she found herself without the vehicle with which she had previously communicated her art. And her response was to do what any artist hopes in times of change she created. The result was our favorite record of 2018, Sweet Unknown. Erica and I caught up backstage at the Plaza Live Orlando in a dressing room she shared with the drive-by truckers. And what an incredible bill it was that night. Erica Winterstrom, the legendary Lucinda Williams, and then quite possibly my favorite band ever, Drive-By Truckers. I was truly in heaven. Erica went on to blow us away. She was armed only with an acoustic guitar, her breathtaking vocals, and those incredible songs. It was an amazing night of music and creativity. And Erica was everything I could have hoped. Gracious, intelligent, thoughtful, kind. It was such a wonderful experience, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity. The song you hear at the beginning of the show is Twisted Highway off of that same record, Sweet Unknown, that I can't recommend enough. And at the end, you'll hear Extraordinary Love off the same album. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Erica Winterstrong. Oh, 
high. That's perfect. That is perfect. Erica, thank you so, so, so much. Thank you. I am such an enormous fan. And um, the so I, I kind of try to be careful about... Um, you know, superlatives, especially like saying something is the best or whatever, right? So um, 2018, I feel like was this amazing year for music and there are a lot of my favorite artists released albums and I got obsessed with them and everything. But um, I'm just gonna say it, that Sweet Unknown was my favorite record of 2018. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's just absolutely <laughs> incredible. It's so, it's beautiful, it's so uplifting. I was a Heartless Bastards fan before, but um, with all due respect to all of that stuff that you've done, I think this is brilliant. Thank you. So I, I'd like to kind of unpack it and um, and and uh, you know I've I've read the stories about ayahuasca and all of the stuff that goes with it, and I hope you don't mind kind of recounting some of what like how the record came together, yeah, and what your experiences were in in coming up with this just absolutely brilliant album. Uh, sure, yeah, and thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. <coughs> Uh, oh, so is that like a, a you're, th that was like the question, like how? That is the uh, question, yeah, yeah. Wow, you know, um, well, it sort of unfolded over a year or so, so uh, maybe even more. But I, you know, I, the ayahuasca part was something I did before the release of the last Heartless Bastards record. Oh, okay. Um, it was uh Hey, hey, I hope you don't mind <laughs> doing like a podcast thing. Oh, sure, yeah. It's okay. You can, <laughs> you can say, yeah. Patterson had just walked in for. But I just felt like something in my life needed to change. I um, but just. Yeah. Was I there something that brought that on? Was there like a moment or was it a series of moments or some sort of realization? It was like a series of things. I um, I had was at a dinner party where it had come up in conversation and that piqued my interest. And before the album came out, I had vowed to myself that I wanted to go somewhere that's kind of absent of mainstream white culture, you mm -hmm. know, just like... Um, just some place that really would blow my mind, you mm -hmm. know, uh, uh, whether it be Asia or, um, and uh, I had something dawned on me to, to go do that and experience that. And, um, um, you know, it reveals, you know, I read that it reveals a lot of things um, to you and about yourself and um, yeah, so, I mean that's kind of like a whole nother podcast, but podcast <laughs> episode really. But I, uh, yeah, it. I think it um, let down a lot of walls and inhibitions with with writing and uh -huh. and things. I I think I'd gotten to a point where, just with writing, writing's kind of like a form of therapy for uh -huh. me. But um, uh -huh. ditto. You also tend to put yourself out there right. uh, emotionally, and that can be kind of challenging too. And but I think it just kind of just p removed some of these these walls that I had, and um, just kind of let me speak directly from my heart without like worrying about you know uh, 
perception of it or right yeah um and so the the album restless ones came out and we did a lot of touring and but partway through that we decided to take a hiatus and and then i kind of had like okay well okay what what am i gonna do with my life right now yeah, <laughs> what's yeah. next um and i think i think a lot of life change sparks creativity um uh, on the mountain uh the heartless bastards uh-huh. record i moved to austin i had been in a relationship for 10 years and oh wow you know, I had a lot of change in my life then. And, uh, yeah, I think with, with this, just, um, figuring out where to go next and, and just also being open and in my writing, I, I went for a big hike in uh, big Bend national park, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, in Texas, mm-hmm. it's kind of on the border of Mexico. And I wrote a lot of the album on hikes. I was like there and I camped and, uh, that's so interesting. I was going to ask you about that because I read that and like I, I backpack quite a bit. And one of the things that I found is that like I think when I started hiking, I th- in my mind, there was going to be a lot of that. There was going to be like me um, sitting and writing and creating and all. Of it. But for me, when I hike, it's like, OK, where's my next meal? How am I going to find shelter? You know, like I get to this. I revert to this kind of base sort of um survival almost mode yeah and nothing comes out of it i mean it's always great for me it's always good medicine but i think that's really interesting that you were able to sit and write well i mean i find i mean i guess if you're doing like a hike and you don't know where you're staying like setting up camp and that maybe i would that would be uh i would have that experience also but um i would do day hikes and come back to the same camp and i you know i always um okay you know and i I did a few long ones but there wasn't like a major rush to get you know anywhere or did you go for the part did you have in mind that you were going to write during that trip or did you just go to go set up camp do the day hikes and then the writing happened it's just well it's kind of both you know i i feel like i've always got the uh I'm always, you never know when inspiration's going to strike. I feel like I'm always kind of working in a way, but music, I don't sit and write. It's like this ideas come to me. Interesting. And I I find that they tend to be when I'm in motion of some sort, like if I'm on a drive and I'm kind of zoning out on Uh, a long uh stretch of highway Uh or I'm walking. Twisted highway, maybe. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, or, the, or I'm like walking and it's walking is kind of a meditation, you know, it's like uh, you're in the act of doing something, but you're, um, you know, I think if I just like sit down and have to f- like focus on something, I find it more difficult to sort of uh, write. But, um, you know, I just do little voice memos and sometimes a few lyrics come out here or there. And that was where a lot of the initial inspiration was sparked. But I ended up, um, I got back to Austin after that trip. And I would take these sort of meditational walks around uh, Town Lake Mm -hmm. um, uh, almost daily. And I would just, um, as some lyrics would come to me, I would do do the voice dictation. I'd just bring my phone. I don't. I, I paper's sort of nice. I like the idea of writing mm. in a notebook, but um, uh, 
It's just I never have one around when I need it, but I always have my phone on me. Interesting. <laughs> I always carry one. Yeah. 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 Um, because it doesn't make sense for me, just my brain. When yeah. I put it in the phone, it doesn't feel as real. You know, like if it's just like out there somewhere in my mind. But if I write it down, I'm much more likely to return to it later and to, and to attach some significance to it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. The phone has been a great tool for me That's as great. much as I don't want to be like glued to my phone. And if I'm like working on something and looking at it and then like a text comes yeah, in, it's certainly uh-huh. distracting. But when I do the the walks, I can actually speak the words while I'm walking. Oh, so I don't okay. have to like stop and like f- sit on a bench or maybe there's no bench around, you know, and yeah, I can yeah. just kind of um, just kind of continue in the moment of what I'm doing, you know? Yeah, that's wonderful. And you mentioned the idea of it being, of writing being therapy. And I think with that record, Sweet Unknown feels like this therapy session it feels like like I, it feels like if my therapist had uh had this amazing <laughs> voice and this incredible backing band with this wonderful distorted guitar at the beginning and this like kick-ass drums coming in you know uh, that's I, I i think that i wasn't i listened to it when it first came out and i didn't really digest it in a in kind of a deeper way until about november yeah and i really think that's when i was ready for it because I started therapy for my anxiety that I have dealt with my whole life, but never really acknowledged it and attacked it. And I think it took nine months. I, start, I started it back in like January of last year. And I think it took about nine, 10 months before I started to go, okay, I'm starting to get this. I understand what I need to do when it comes up. I understand how to handle it, how to work with it. And that record feels like all of the shit my therapist was saying that whole <laughs> time <laughs> it's so beautiful oh so, thanks so wonderful do you remember what you were uh consuming at the time uh, besides ayahuasca what you were what you were consuming as it as the ideas kind of came together and then later in big ben music wise uh film wise book wise art just in general um you know Mm, I don't remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I went through a phase where, like, I hadn't seen a movie for, like, a couple of years. Whoa. I mean, maybe I watched something on on Netflix here or there on an airplane, but... Um, really? Yeah, and I used to be a real avid reader, and I'm getting, like, back into it, but uh-huh. I think there was a phase where I also just was having trouble like focusing on on books maybe it was certain ones i was i was picking up and um and i've honestly had some physical therapy issues from guitar and so mm. i travel a lot whether it's for tour or or just to sort of experience life or do, you know do these h- hiking trips or things to write and i've notice when I fill my bag with books it's just really bad on my back so I uh uh uh, I mean I should probably get a Kindle I'm always slow to that stuff I think I'm really gonna get a Kindle now I I've always been a fan of an actual like book Uh you know I like books but since I've had the physical uh therapy issues just the extra weight that I carry around is maybe not the best idea so yeah 
Kindle <laughs> must be the answer then. I mean, that I, I don't. Di- it's, it, it's interesting the idea of being and having been an avid reader and then going away from it strictly for the physical thing you think or you said mentioned no no it was just focused focus too okay. i mean i've been reading lately but i was for, i was just spent a month in south america and i was so tempted to bring like multiple books yeah because i'm like i'm gone for a month yeah i'm gonna read more than one book just recently right yeah 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 and i was like if three books can i i like big books a uh-huh. lot of you know i was like three books can re- really weigh me down yeah <laughs> yeah so are you reading anything right now um i am it's actually a book called uh somebody turned me onto it and i bought it in south america at, like an english bookstore it's okay. called uh god what is it called um doesn't matter it's at a the hotel secret in or something like that <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. it's like uh, about gratitude uh-huh. and um it's there's really interesting too, uh, yeah. i've heard there's a film yeah I just I started reading it at a place I was staying and then I decided to pick up a copy. I was like, you know, I was talking to my mom about it the other day and she's like that. I don't you know, know if I agree with a lot of that book and I haven't finished it. So I can't really like discuss it with her. But I was like, but I was like, you know, uh, I think it's just really about positive thinking and, Mm. you know, whether. I mean, having expectations. I can't just think that if I think positive about every single thing, I'll get everything I want either, you know? Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, uh, but it doesn't hurt to put, like, positive uh, wants and desires and, you know, things in your life out there in the universe. And maybe yeah. maybe it'll come back if you don't put it out there. Yeah, know, I mean, maybe then, I'm uh, misreading Sweet Unknown, but I feel like that's the whole message of Sweet Unknown. <laughs> <laughs> right? Isn't that the whole message of the record that you made? Well, I mean, I that I think it was really... Uh, I realized that a lot of things in my life, and I feel like most people in life everything everybody does is really for love or Mm. uh, seeking it or a lack of it Mm. or you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's like even if somebody does something like negative or reacts um you know even people that do really dark things I think it's just out of maybe bad experiences they face that mm-hmm. are maybe a lack of of that you know mm-hmm. and um um yeah i just think it really kind of makes makes the world go round um uh yeah um just you know i think a lot of, of my life i sort of um sought some acceptance or you mm. know i don't i don't mean like in some sort of even musically i you know what i don't even know what i'm saying right now i'm sort of rambling <laughs> out loud i just think that um um yeah i i've noticed that i had some voids and and uh you know i used to drink quite a bit i don't uh-huh. know if i would have considered myself like out of control with it but sure. it caused like a bit of a depression uh and then i switched to healthier modes like exercise and these things but i was kind of overdoing that too and then uh-huh. i would be like hard on myself if i didn't exercise right. you know uh-huh. or like sure. i would become just very self-disciplined in doing things that are like healthy for me too but it's like um finding that sort of middle ground to just relax and be and 
you know, be just be, you know, yeah. pretty much. So, uh, and I, you know, I've, I've noticed that sort of pattern in lots of things like, um, you know, when you buy something, cause it kind of makes you feel better for a minute. Like, uh, mm. or, you, you, I don't, you know, um, just it's like where we get gratification from. Is it coming from just being, or is it coming from sort of external stimuli in some way? Is that kind of what you're getting at? Like that oftentimes we get lost in kind of a loop of like, you know, I, I, I have done X thing. And so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm receiving, uh, some sort of reward, whether that's just a, a shot of, you know, excitement in that moment or whatever, or yeah. just the, the contentment that comes from just being, like you say, just like existing. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, I think it's actually very challenging to just be, Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's like, it's actually one of the most challenging, <laughs> challenging things there is, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. Um, so how do you do, how do you get there? I, you? you know, I, I don't even know if I'm quite there yet. Uh-huh. I think I'm pretty, I'm working on it, but, I think that's almost like full inner peace and, you know, I, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I'm definitely working on it. I think gratitude in life and figuring out, you know, how, how there's so much to be grateful for is like the biggest start to that. Right. Um, but, um, there's always new challenges that come at you and in, in life, um, so, uh, yeah, I'm just, I think I'm a work in progress. Sure. And, you know. Well, but I think we all are, right? Totally. I mean, you're never going to get there. Like, th- no one's ever, uh, other than some monk somewhere, we're not going to get to, like, full enlightenment, whatever that means. Exactly. You know, you know which is totally <laughs> fine. Yeah. So. It's all about the process. Yeah. And um, so. But are there things that you do, like rituals that you have or things you do daily do you meditate do you the walks you mentioned are there other things that you have that kind of help you get centered i'm starting to yeah Mm -hmm. do the you know meditate and just really try to think positive positively (laughs) (laughs) i think uh it's uh it's just good to do you know uh, I do have lots to be grateful for, and uh, mm-hmm. I think I realize that even the most difficult things or challenges I've had in my life, or they're all lessons, you know. Yeah. And it's kind of like I think part of that peace and is kind of um, just accepting anything that comes at you. You know, it's uh-huh. kind of like that saying you must be the change you want to see in this world Uh i used to think of that as kind of like um if you want something to change you take this action you know like let's say it's like a a philosophy a a movement of some sort for a cause that you're for yes okay take action but i think a lot of times it's actually about how you react to the things that come at you. You know Uh, what I mean? uh Like if somebody comes at you in this world and it's just extreme, you know, even some road rager or whatever, you know, it's just like not 
letting anybody take your peace or your joy. You um, know what I mean? Sure, it's like sure. kind of, um, I think that's kind of, I started looking at that. You must be the change you want to see in the world in that way. You know, it's kind of like finding my peace is like, uh, just being, being okay with whatever comes at me, you yeah. know? So. Well, and that's all you can do. I yeah, mean, really. You, know? you, you can't do, yeah. You can't control the things that come at you. So uh -huh. it's kind of, but it's so funny how challenging that can be. We're so, I get caught <laughs> up in it all the damn time where I'm, I'm trying to control something I have no control over, right? Somebody else's <laughs> actions or some, I ride my bike everywhere. So the road rage thing really hit home for me, you know, because we're not exactly known for our pedestrian friendly town and bike friendly town here in Orlando. But, um, but it's amazing how how pissed off I get at something that I have no control over, you know. And thankfully, through you know through this therapy thing that I mentioned, like this process, I've kind of I've come to a place where I recognize it. You know, when I'm when I'm attaching to something that I have no control over, I can recognize it. But that doesn't mean I don't still attach. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I've yeah. I've been working on that part. I've, I've been getting a lot better out. You know, you you can't uh, work on something until you're like aware of it. And I think it yeah. took me a, a while to become aware of like how I react to uh -huh. the world. And so now I'm in that process. And that's it, right? Like that's, <laughs> all you can do that's is your best. All you right? can ask, yeah. If yeah. you're recognizing it, right? I mean, so so many of us. I've been very guilty of this in the past, and I think I'm getting better now don't recognize it <laughs> you know don't recognize that 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 you that whatever feeling it is is something that maybe is unhealthy or that you don't have control over and you got to let go of that and to recognize it is huge that's growth yeah you know? it's enormous definitely cool. it took me a long time to realize that and i still react in certain ways sometimes you know and it's fine you know have you had one recently have you had a moment recently you think um, I mean, probably, but I don't know. <laughs> I can't well, you think said of you it. you accidentally left your uh, your luggage at the hotel today. Was were you cool in that moment, or were you attached to that moment? I think I freaked out for a minute, uh, but I was fine. I, you know, I think I've been. I was like, you know, everything's gonna be fine either way. Mm -hmm. I was like. You know, maybe I lose the bag, maybe I don't, but even if I lose this bag that I left, I was like, I mean, it's gone. There's right. nothing I can do about it. So, uh, yeah. but I called and they had it and, and stuff. So, yeah. Good. And I, I, you know, I just started this tour. I've only done a couple of days, but I thought that the, the money I had earned for the first two days <laughs> were in the bag. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, I've realized that it was in my purse. So. Oh, good. So that part's fine, too. Good. All's <laughs> well. Um, I'm so excited for tonight, and I, I'm going to let you go because I know you got to get up there and play the tunes for the people. Are you going to play uh, just the Sweet Unknown stuff, or are you going to do some Heartless Bastard stuff? Do you know what – do you have a set list? Uh, yeah, uh, a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. There's going to be uh, at least one new one. So. Oh, fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, Erica, thank you so much. Thank this is you. such an honor. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you for the interview. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Good. Cool. You have a have a or I hope you enjoy the show. I can't <laughs> wait. Thank you. Take care. All right. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah.
Erica Winterstrom, y'all. Thank you so much, Erica. What a treat. And thank you all for listening and supporting the show. Go follow all things Erica at ericawinterstrom.com. If you don't have a copy of Sweet Unknown, she has these gorgeous white vinyls I bought one at the show. Um, so if you're into vinyl, check that out um, or stream it wherever you stream music, download it wherever you download music. She is just an incredible artist and just a wonderful person. And so I'm so grateful that she agreed to do the show. This was such a thrill. The show that night was unbelievable. Erica was amazing. Lucinda was everything that I could have hoped. That was my first time seeing the legendary Lucinda Williams and then the Truckers. I've seen them at least a dozen times, and that was the best show I've seen them play. Just an amazing night at the Plaza, and surrounded by all creatives that have been on the show. Hannah Harbour was there, and uh, Kevin Maines went with me. If you haven't checked out those episodes of The Marinade, please do so. Both incredible individuals, and we had a lot of fun just talking about music and Hannah's new record and what Kev's up to. He's got some new stuff going on. It was a really cool night, and I'm, I'm really thankful for the, the heroes that I have around me and, uh, and opportunities like that. Hey, if you like what we're doing, uh, follow us on social media. Um, go over to marinadepodcast.com and you can connect on all of our social media. Uh, we love getting emails as well, marinadepodcast at gmail.com. And if you can swing it and you want to go a little bit deeper into the show, we have an amazing Patreon community, patreon.com slash marinadepodcast, where you can enjoy exclusive content like our Patreon-only show, Jason's Journey. You'll be the first one to get a chance at new swag. We have our hats. We also have stickers, and um, I'm in the works with, with uh, some T-shirts. If you go over to Instagram uh, and check out my story, you'll see uh, the, the color of the shirt. I'm wearing it and, uh, and the, the sort of the fabric uh, of the shirt. And then we're getting those made very soon and they'll be available in just a few weeks. So head on over to Patreon if you're interested in diving deeper. Um, we also just interact quite a bit over there and talk about the show and talk about the artists that, we are, that we're getting into. It's really fun. So if you can swing it, we greatly appreciate it. Every little bit helps and keeps this thing viable. All right, y'all, it's time for what I'm getting down on, the segment where I share the music, the books, the articles, the films, whatever art is inspiring me at the moment. A couple of really cool records on my radar. Uh, I had the good fortune of listening to an advanced copy of Reed Fail's Lucky Enough. Fail is F-O-E-H-L. You can hear a website-exclusive conversation with Reed on marinadepodcast.com. The record is wonderful. You can also read my review to get some more details on how I'm feeling about it. A review of Reed Fails Lucky Enough on marinadepodcast.com slash magazine where I put some of my writing. The other album that I had a chance to get down on early is Amy McCarley's Miko. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Meko or Miko. M-E-C-O. It's an acronym. And um, she her record comes out on February 8th. I'm also going to get a chance to talk with her next week, so I'll go ahead and get that up as soon as possible after my conversation with Amy. On Wednesday, we're going to have a little phone conversation, and then I'll try to get that edited and up for you by Thursday at the latest so you can get a listen to uh, what she's all about and what her process is like before you go and check out the record. It's wonderful. I mean, really cool guests on it, and just uh, she has a, a fantastic voice, and both the sound sonically her voice is wonderful but also her voice and her writing is really wonderful so i'm excited for that one to get out to y'all what i've been reading is lincoln in the bardo by um, george saunders jason isbel actually makes a joke about it during his npr tiny desk concert 
everyone laughs in the moment. And when I saw that Tiny Desk concert, however long ago, I realized that I was on the outside of the joke. I didn't know anything about the book, so I'm remedying that. It's, uh, it's spooky and delightful and funny in parts, and I definitely recommend it. And I've also really been watching uh, True Detective Season 3. I'm very happy with it. I wasn't crazy about Season 2. Um, love Season 1. There's some complicated and interesting characters, just like uh, you know the whole show has been. Uh, but this one is not impossible to follow. <laughs> it still makes you think. Um, the way that, that you hoped from, from uh, a season of True Detective after that incredible season one. So I highly recommend it. If you got soured by season two, go check out season three. I think it's brilliant. Thank you guys again for listening and supporting the show. We have some incredible guests lined up. We just recorded with Sarah Shook. Unbelievable conversation. Sarah couldn't have been cooler. I mean, we really connected, and I'm so excited. I've listened to the episode and started editing it. And it just sounds wonderful. Such an honor to talk with Sarah. Check out her music if you haven't already. Sarah Shook and the Disarmers. If you're listening to this show, you probably have. But uh, if not, check her out. She's amazing. And I can't wait for you to kind of get to know Sarah the person a little bit better on the next episode of The Marinade, which should be out in about two weeks. Y'all, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. Until next time, cheers, y'all.